It's always been a big mystery for me. And I don't know. I um I was excited. I was just like, okay, maybe this is going to be the time where I finally understand what all this stuff is. Like maybe this is why I have these abilities, this is what I'm meant to do. Hello, my name is Lydia and you're listening to Psychic-ish, my podcast where I talk about all the psychic things that happened to me and I try and figure out whether I believe them or not, whether what happened was just all in my head or not and talking to you seems to make it easier for me to figure that all out. So (laughs) in today's episode, I mean, if you're new here, you wouldn't have seen it, but if you've been listening for a little while and you follow along on my Instagram page, you may have seen a few weeks ago that I was recording a story for you and something psychic started happening. And so I stopped uploading that stuff onto my story and I was just like, hey, you know what? I'm going to make it an episode. What happened was like, you know how sometimes I've kind of tuned into archangels like archangel michael archangel raphael and sometimes i do that through automatic writing or channeling as if i'd talk to a spirit but it ends up being them and i just write down what they say because it's too quick for me to remember or think of myself i had a weird way of being told the next being that i needed to call upon and so i did and they have a bit to say. Should I tell more? I don't know. I don't know. There's some, <laughs> there's some little personal stories that will be woven throughout, but otherwise, I think you're good. I think you know enough. I think you know all you need to know. See you on the other side. Okay. So... I'm a little bit unsure what to do here because I kind of had a little psychic happening, I guess, as I was recording like an Instagram story. And I just went through to like record those so that you could hear what happened. But I took like 25 videos that are each a minute long and I really don't think it's that necessary. So I'm actually going to paraphrase. I'm sorry, maybe I'll release some of the videos onto the Instagram tomorrow or something like that but I I don't think it's necessary basically what happened was so back in the early days of my concussion some days I would think a word but the word that would come out of my mouth if I intended to say that word was something completely different so for example maybe I'd wanted to say the word coffee and I'd end up saying the word car park Or what also happened was I'd see a word and I'd think it was one word, but then when I look back, it was actually a different one. So that sounds really confusing, but maybe, what's the best example? 
it wouldn't be like I saw the word glass and thought it was grass. It would be like, say I was at a restaurant and I'd look at the meals maybe and see that they had something called beautiful salad. And I was like, hmm. But then when I looked back, it was actually broccoli salad. So it was like I'd see a word, but then my brain would process it differently. And then when I was exposed to that stimulus again, then I'd actually see the real meaning of that word. I don't really have that now unless I'm really, really conked, which is my little word for like, I haven't managed my activity throughout the day to a point where I can keep my symptoms at a baseline of not being bad or not being great, like just in the middle. So unless like, I don't know, like flying over to Canada and moving here for a few days afterwards, that probably happened, sure, because I was very conked out. But at the moment, no, like it's quite rare for that to happen now, unless I really overextend myself. So I was packing because we're still in Whistler at the moment, we're moving down to Vancouver. And all my recording stuff was just in another room of the house. And I'd come in to pack it all away. And right next to where the microphone and the stand is, is a stack of books. Like I told myself I'd come over here and not buy any books because like I'd just have to bring them all back to New Zealand. But um, I've accumulated like 12 or 15. Like it's actually quite funny. Um, <laughs> and I sort of was putting like the boxes for the microphone on the bed and I looked over and I saw this word and the word was Melchizedek and I was very confused because the only time I'd ever seen that word was in my book which kind of explains archangels and ascended masters and deities or whatever I don't even know what they all mean right but it has their names in alphabetical order. So like if I'm flicking through to maybe try and get to Archangel Michael, say, Melchizedek is very close to Michael. So I've seen that word before, but I've never been in touch with that being at all. And I thought I saw it and I was just like, what? Like, is that a surname of one of the authors of the books? And I look back over to the stack of books and there is one book by an author called Ruth Ozek. And then the book above was by Toni Morrison. So I was like, okay, maybe I just mixed Morrison and Ozek in my mind and my brain recalled Melchizedek. Like maybe that's what happened. And then I kind of had this realization that earlier in the day, in the morning, I'd tried to connect to my spirit guides but what I've been finding recently like maybe for the past month or so is that if I do try and connect to them usually they're super chatty they come through immediately and I've told you in the past like spirits and them talk quicker than I could even think so I've never really recently questioned whether it's them or not but recently it's been very stilted like I'll go to the little meditate, meditative, meditative state where I try and chat with them and I don't see anyone there or I know no one's around me and I just kind of sit and look around and I'm like, okay, cool, this is just time with myself. And then someone might wander over, but then I just, 
I wonder at that stage, I'm like, surely this is just my imagination because I really want something to come through, you know? So nothing's been happening for a while. And I'd had it in my mind that morning that maybe I need to do something a bit more. Like maybe I need to go back and do one of those little writing channeling sessions, which I've now learned is called automatic writing, where I kind of do the same thing, same little meditative state, open my mind hat. But instead of sitting there with my eyes closed, I sit there with my eyes closed and have a pen and a book. And I just write down whatever um, sort of not thoughts, but whatever messages come through that are quicker than my own thoughts, like I said just before, right? And so I was like, okay, maybe I just need to do that. And that's how I'll get some guidance. And while I was processing this, I was standing there trying to pack up my microphone and I just had this knowing in my heart, like Melchizedek is the next person you need to channel. Melchizedek is the next person you need to channel. So I just thought, okay, you know, all right. I go and get my little book. And at this stage, I was like, I wonder if I've even gotten his name right, because it's a very complex name. And I flipped through to the M's and it's exactly as I saw the word. So that was a little bit of confirmation for me, I guess. And I start reading through what his significance is. And at the beginning, it really talks about religion and who he is in the First Testament and all the Second Testament. I don't really know the difference. And I was recording this. I was recording myself reading this, right? And I was getting a little sassy. I was like, oh, all this religion stuff. Like, I don't really know much about it. I don't really see how it applies to me. And then I just get this message come through saying, it'll all make sense to you soon. And my face kind of drops and I'm just like, all right, I'm just being a bitch. Like, I just need to be a bit thankful right now. Anyway, we go on to like the history of Melchizedek and then it starts talking about what his use is for. And I'm actually going to go and get that book now. Hold on. I just ran, so I might be a little bit puffed, but please don't judge. <laughs> okay. So the author of the book says, He showed me that he oversees a switching station into which stream various colors of the rainbow. These hues are the energies of universal vibrations given off by everything, the planets and stars, organizations and thoughts and emotions. Melchizedek said, I'm part of the regulating program that balances and harmonizes all energies. These energies are flowing continuously and they form the basic structure of our universe. All substances are formulated from these agents. All atomic particles revolve around them too. So to rearrange the substance of some situation, you must call upon the internal colors to rearrange it so that differing amounts of those colours exist, and the order in which they appear is changed. A reduction in red essence, for instance, reduces the pain threshold. As the tolerance for pain is reduced, the situation must become softer and gentler. 
The formulas for recreating situations using the colours are a sacred science that is very complex. It's probably best for you to involve my organisation in the process. We operate on the law of non-interference with your Earth operations. However, we do make ourselves readily available to those who direct their attention toward us and pose requests for our assistance. Melchizedek showed me how his regulatory system could instantly rearrange and reorganise matter by remixing its energy colour components. This could be used to undo a negative situation, to increase flow and supply, and to create or attract new substances or situations. Now, that might mean nothing to you, that might mean absolutely nothing, but to me, wheels started turning in my head. Because I don't know if you remember, but back in, I think it was episode 12, could have been 13, but I think it's 12, I had my sister Sophie on the podcast, and it came up, like in a very brief, in a very vague way, that I've kind of healed babies in the past. And I, I've, I try and find words that don't make that sound wanky or arrogant, but there's kind of, I mean, I'm, I'm, the floor's open. You're welcome to DM me any suggestions you have for what I could say instead, because I don't like saying I heal, because that just feels too egotistical for me. Um, because I don't know if this is imposter syndrome, but you know when something just comes naturally to you and people are like, oh my God, that's amazing. And you're just like, it literally takes no effort. There's nothing amazing here. Anyone could do it. You know, that kind of thinking, like that's kind of what happens when healing with color comes into the mix for me. Now, I will explain that more in a second. That's the whole point of this episode. But the timing of this whole situation, so me walking into the room, seeing the name Melchizedek, uh, reading what that's about or what he does, and remembering like, oh, that morning that I'd thought that I should channel an archangel or an energy or a master, or I don't even know. That was even more timely because... The day before I had released the episode with Brett, the bonus episode for Halloween, I think that was number 23. And on the question box that I do after every episode, so if you're new here and this is the first episode you're listening to, (laughs) you jumped in the deep end, Um, but after every episode, I go on my Instagram and the next day I put a question box up on my stories just so that you can submit your theories or questions or thoughts about the episode from the day before. And this particular question box, someone asked if I see spirits with their auras like Britt does, because she explained in really great detail during the episode that sometimes she might see the aura of a spirit before she actually starts seeing their facial features and other bodily features over time. And I'd typed up this big response. I'd typed up saying like, no, I don't see the aura of spirits like Brit does. 
And then I described what she'd said that she sees. And then I started contrasting it to what I experience if I do ever see a color come through with a spirit. And then I stopped because I was just like, this is Brit's episode. We don't need to be talking about me right now. This is about her. Okay. So I then removed that paragraph from the story. But what I was going on to say was that if a spirit were to come through to me and I see a color associated with them, I don't think that is their aura that I'm being shown. I think it is the color that I'm seeing that is needed to be washed through their body in some kind of motion, in some kind of way. It's probably happened maybe, I want to say 12 to 15 times now. And every time that I get shown a color and how it should be washed through the body, sometimes the color is the same. Like sometimes it's yellow, sometimes it's green, sometimes it's pink. But every single instance so far, the way that that color is shown to me for how it should move through the body is different. And it's not like I go and like grab a cup of water and just splash it over the person I'm trying to heal and just be like, you are pink. <laughs> You're moving through the body. Usually this actually happens by distance. And it usually happens just as I'm falling asleep. The reason I do that then is because I know that that's when my psychic stuff is the strongest. And this color washing stuff actually is very physically exhausting. I end up just lying there and intending to tune into whoever I'm trying to heal. And that happens quite easily. Um, and then I get shown, like, usually I see their face or their body as if it was the same way that I'd see a spirit. So in that same sort of retina burn way, as if I'd looked at something really bright and looked away and it's sort of the cast of someone. And then the color just comes through to me and I see how it's washing through the body. And then what I do is I lie there and I visualize it moving through their body and I try and feel it moving through in my own body as well. So while I'm visualizing that for them, I'm physically feeling the things for myself too. And I do it until I either fall asleep. Well, it's always until I fall asleep, but I do it until my head feels like it's about to burst because it takes a lot of concentration. Sorry, you just heard my name. Daniel just got home. I was like, oh, I'm finally recording at a time where he's not home. So no distractions, but alas. Sorry, I just wanted to go and say hello and give him a kiss, um, which he received so lovingly. I wish. <laughs> no, he had a meeting in a minute. He was in a rush. Um, 
but the way in which this is kind of developed, it's really strange. Like, you know how I doubt if a spirit comes through to me and that kind of thing, if that really happened. When it comes to this, when I'm tuning into live people, and I guess as now it's developed, sometimes spirits come through to me and I get shown that same color, how it should be washed through them, like with Savannah. It, I've, I've just never questioned it. It feels very true and very authentic and I can feel it mentally, emotionally and viscerally, physically in my body. So I don't know if it's a placebo, but I've never questioned it. It always feels really true and really real. It took a while for me to kind of understand that I could do it. And I'm definitely still learning. Like it's so in its early stages of me learning. But as a quick example, um, one of... Oh, oh, have I said this yet? That it kind of started out with babies? Because I guess like during COVID, if a baby was feeling sick or was suffering from COVID symptoms, I'd try and tune into them and just work the mucus through their lungs or work to soothe their throat um, or just work to calm them down if they were scared. That's sort of how it started. And I think like it really started as well when we'd have friends coming to us and just saying, how much trouble their newborn was having going to sleep. And I'd wait for a little bit and then I'd just be like, you know that it is possible sometimes for me to tune into babies and help them sleep and I can see what they need and help them through it. Like, do you want me to try? And like at this stage, maybe it's just because new parents are so sleep deprived. They're just like, oh yeah, I'll try anything. (laughs) They don't judge as much. They're like, sure. Well, if you say it can help, it can help. And a, a really close friend of Daniel's, his son was suffering from really, really bad acid reflux. And I think he was about six months old at this point. They live in Australia and we were FaceTiming a little bit before, like we were just about to go over to Australia because my best friend was getting married and we were going to see my best friend and and Daniel's best friend. And yeah, their son was just having really bad acid reflux. He wasn't sleeping in intervals for longer than 30 minutes to two hours at night. So they were getting up every night, every two hours at least. So I offered to tune in to him. And that night I did. And as I lay there, I saw that he needed green and it just needed to wash down his body, just like a really calm wave rolling into the beach or rolling into the shore. It was just a really slow, really calm movement. So I was imagining, like I was visualizing doing that to him while I was also imagining that same color washing through my own body at the same way. So I do those things both at the same time. And I'd said to them, I was like, oh, you know, let's give you, what's a good sleep? Like, let's give you six hours. Like, I'll make sure he gives you six hours sleep. And they were just like, far out, all right. Anyway, I do this color work. And then 
I need to stop because my head is just unbearable. And afterwards, I just feel so nauseous, like a nausea I hadn't felt in a while. And I was just thinking, I was just like, oh God, like I've taken this baby's nausea and I've I've swapped it, like I've given it to me, like I've cleared it from him, I've given it to me. Anyway, we check in with them the next day and we're just like, all right, how long do you sleep for? And the parents were just like, you'll never guess. And I was like, what, eight hours? And they just said, no. And I was like, four hours? And they were like, no. And I was just like, okay, this is embarrassing. It didn't work at all. And they said he slept for five and a half hours. So I didn't get the six, but it was a massive thing for them. You know, like they were able to have a solid chunk of sleep that night, even though it's not enough to keep any of us sane. Um, I was a little bit disappointed because with another friend of ours, I'd said the same thing with their baby and I'd said that I'd give them nine hours sleep. And the baby ended up sleeping for 10. So I was I was probably feeling a bit cocky at that stage. Maybe this is the one thing I feel kind of confident about. And I think confidence is a really uncomfortable emotion for me because, you know, like I'm a very insecure person. So I, I'm nervous to talk about things that I'm confident of because I don't want to come across as arrogant or cocky or anything like that. But I back myself for this, you know, like I really do. Anyway, so when I, like, this has always only just happened through people asking me to do it and me giving it a go. So I've never tuned into an archangel. I've never asked for any assistance. Like I just get the images kind of sent through to me like little thought pictures or like little airdrops of information and I go with it and I haven't done it for a while but most recently it has definitely been more with spirits because sometimes they need to heal their trauma for them to move on and I I help them with that um I think when my boyfriend was coming out of his surgery I just lay there and visualized um sort of like the stitching of his skin back together just so that it would heal really well and yeah but going back to Melchizedek when I saw that he works with color he works with rearranging color so that balance can be brought and to minimize pain to take away negative situations, to increase new situations or create new situations. I definitely had a little light bulb moment where I was like, okay, this is for me. This is what I do. I've never known a name for it. I've never thought it was Reiki. I never even thought it had anything to do with the chakras or crystals or anything like that. It's it's just energy. Like I think I wondered maybe if it was part of the person or the spirit's aura but even that doesn't feel 100%. So it's always been a big mystery for me. And I don't know, I um, 
I was excited. I was just like, okay, maybe this is going to be the time where I finally understand what all this stuff is. Like maybe this is why I have these abilities. This is what I'm meant to do. And so I decided to channel Melchizedek. <laughs> do I know what he said? <laughs> I'm nervous because I think some of it is kind of personal, but I can always chop that stuff out. Um, I'm just thinking, I'm like, I, I kind of want to give you some more in-depth situations as to how this stuff has kind of worked in the past for me. But maybe I'll, I'll share what I channeled now and then in the next episode, which is possibly going to be the last episode for the year I'll give the earliest situation that kind of introduced me to all this stuff and then uh, hopefully with the permission of people close to me I'll see if I can kind of give their story about their baby so let's see what good old Melchi had to say I hope he doesn't mind that I've given him a nickname <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? Ah, yeah. Huh, okay. Oh, I didn't put a date on it. Lydia, I'm here to share with you the secret to living in your highest timeline, your highest vibration. You've been trying hard lately to make sure you do everything right but even in our highest timelines, we must make mistakes. We must learn. You're now living in your highest timeline. You are on your right, true path. But when things don't go the way you expect them to, please don't be discouraged. It's making room for what is meant for you. What's in your best interest. It's just something to keep in mind. You're doing everything as you should be doing right now to ensure happiness, peace and success for yourself. Stick to the podcast, stick to your writing, but even when these bring you success, keep thinking of new ways to bring yourself even more happiness and joy and fulfillment. Keep yourself challenged. It might not make sense today, Lydia, but it will in time, I promise. Then I asked, why are you here today? <laughs> I'll be showing you how to use your healing powers for good. When you're in a situation where you need to heal someone, you may call on me for guidance for how to best use colour. You can also do this with yourself, but remember, you need to be in a position, you need to be in a position of unbalance sometimes, so you can make mistakes and grow and develop from them. Oh yeah, I guess that's a good point. I've never tried to do this colour stuff on myself. I've wondered it, but I've I've never really given it a go. There's a book about colour healing by John Newman that you should read. Also, the book in your bookcase about intelligence and healing, a book by Eugene someone. Read these books before the book you've started and it will all make more sense. So the book I'd had started was something about light and connection. I don't know, I'd put it on my Instagram story, but I got three pages in and it already wanted me to do like a meditation for something that I'd have to record my own voice for and I didn't like it. <laughs> Uh, 
read these before the book you've started and it will all make more sense. There may come a time where you heal people or children and we may work more closely together then. But for now, I just wanted to introduce myself so you can start learning. You'd ask to develop your psychic gifts and this will be one of your tools that brings happiness and fulfillment. You'll not advertise this. People will just come to you. They'll find you. You can call out to the ethers when you're ready to practice this color healing and you can ask that the right people will find you. I think I must have started asking about weight because um, I was really fit before my concussion, like the fittest I'd ever been. And I think I put on like maybe 10 to 15 kilos. And because I can't alter my diet and because my exercise is really restricted, it's impacted my mental health a bit to see this keep happening um and what did he say he said you know your next steps with me if you want to talk about your physical appearance call on joe phil michael maybe Raphael. there are other archangels open the flow to them and see who comes through Close your eyes now and envisage yourself in your true body, your complete, whole, loving body. You see how green and pink work in your body? So I must have just started seeing green and pink. Green heals from the left. Pink gives love. Imagine the color flossing like a figure eight down your body before the color shows you what to do next. Today you saw the color whipping together like a car wash brush and steam rock steamrolling areas of your body you can do that tonight but each time you do it tune in see what color you need knead it in together like that horizontal figure eight and follow the color it will always be in your best interest bye bye now Lydia thank you for listening you're a great student um, you must know I like praise um, I love how he just cuts it off so yeah, I think that was just more of an introduction, really. Um, it'll just be cool to see where it goes. I enjoyed that whole experience. Alrighty, now you heard that the next episode's going to be the last one for the year. So if you want to tune into the question box on my Instagram at Psychicish Podcast tomorrow, just to talk about the potty today's episode you're more than welcome i hope you do uh, otherwise please share the podcast with someone you think may also enjoy it but you'll see me in two weeks bye bye